everyone, and welcome to the Salesforce Simplified Podcast from Advictorium Solutions. I'm Mike Boyle from Advic, and today we're thrilled to be speaking with Advic CPQ Practice Lead Tyler to learn the ABCs of Salesforce's CPQ. Hey, Tyler, thanks for joining us today. Hey, Mike, thanks for having me. I could speak about CPQ all day, and I'm glad to have a captive audience. <laughs> well, you do. Trust me. So let's uh, begin at the beginning, as they say. First of all, for those who don't know, what is CPQ? What does CPQ stand for? Yeah, so Salesforce uh, CPQ, uh, the C in CPQ stands for configure. So we're talking about, in this case, what products does our customer want to buy? Uh, let's figure that out and configure that into a nice bundle for them. Uh, the P stands for the price. So what do these products cost? And then the Q and CPQ is essentially, how do we give the customer details about the sale? That's our quote. So the CPQ stands for configure price quote. And those are three uh, distinct sections of the sales process that are outlined through the tool. Gotcha. So uh, why Salesforce CPQ? Um, Can everyone benefit from it? Yeah. So for the most part, everyone can benefit from it. Uh, If you've ever built a laptop online or you know you've you found your dream car and you went to the Lamborghini website, you know, Ferrari, whatever it may be, and you picked all those little options and you got a price, uh, you've essentially used a CPQ tool. So Salesforce CPQ is built to be customized for any business so that you can essentially recreate this process. Uh, a little different in that we're on more of the uh, B2B side of things. So we're going to be talking from a salesperson that'll be doing the configuration of the quote to another business that was interested in buying. However, it can be used uh, in Salesforce communities by an actual consumer, which I think we'll talk about a little bit later. It's very useful for that. And so why would you want a tool like this, right? One of my favorite examples is has to do with hamburgers. So I love hamburgers. They're great. There's a lot of options that you have there. So if we think about, uh, I walk into a restaurant that I know has burgers, maybe the restaurant's just called Burgers, and I walk up to the counter and the uh, person behind the counter says, what would you like? And I kind of look at them blankly and I say, well, what do you have? And they say, we have burgers. We're at a little bit of a stare off here because we're both waiting for more information, right? So I know they have burgers. I know a lot of different things can make up a hamburger or a cheeseburger. Um, And they're looking at me because I haven't told them what I want. So Salesforce CPQ, for the situation, it can kind of take all the different aspects of a hamburger. We've got a bun, we've got cheese, we have toppings, we have a patty, right? Uh, It could take those and group them together, essentially tell the customer, in this case, or the salesperson, depending on our specific situation, and say, hey, we've got five kinds of buns. You can pick one. So we pick the brioche bun, sourdough bun, whatever it may be, some sesame seeds if they're available. And then we pick a cheese and we pick a topping, a meat, and some extras. So CPQ essentially walks us through that process and it says from the start, pick the pick the bun for your burger. Now pick your toppings, pick your meat, pick your cheese, and spits out a nice bundle for us, or in this case, a juicy hamburger waiting for you to take a bite, and tells you exactly how much it costs. Right, because each of those components that make up our final product have a little bit different pricing based on their um, qualities 
and we end up with that. So instead of me walking up to you and saying, I would like a hamburger with cheese, and we don't know what that is, we get to walk through it and specify everything and get a specific price for it. Now, all of a sudden, I'm like really hungry, Tyler. (laughs) So knowing that so far, what are the important things to understand before starting CPQ implementation? Yeah, so my hamburger example uh, simplifies it a little bit, I'll be honest. But um, I think the most important thing to understand when implementing CPQ uh, is not how to use the tool. So from the implementation side, using the tool is very important. But the most important thing is understanding your customer's sales process. You need to make sure that when we are revolutionizing the sales team's process, that they're actually going to be on board with it. A lot of times we're taking a mix match of processes telling the sales team to do X, Y, and Z and combining them into one streamlined flow. And if we do not have a good understanding of that, the sales team is not going to be a fan of it. So the most important thing for us or for anyone implementing CPQ is to have a very thorough understanding of how the sales team does their job. Um, So understanding who their customers are, what kind of uh, products they sell, who would buy certain products, the different industries that they serve, and so on and so forth. You know, discounting is a big piece of this as well. And really what the output that is expected from the customer is. So the, I think the most important thing is understanding the process that's being put into Salesforce. So that way, when we put the solution in place, it's the right one. We want to make sure that our sales team is on board from the beginning because they will be the ones that benefit most from the changes that we make. Gotcha. So why don't you talk a little bit about some of the common reasons that uh, CPQ would be implemented? Yeah. So I, I touched on that a little bit in my uh, previous one, but the big thing is a lack of structure in your sales process. So a lot of companies right now, uh, you know, you get up and running and things explode and they're going very quickly and you're trying to you know, standardize your sales process, make sure that all your customers get the same prices based on who they are or the same kind of uh, output document that they agree to. Uh, and that ends, ends up with a lot of companies selling from a spreadsheet. So sales teams spend many hours building the perfect quote in a spreadsheet, tweaking, you know, sell X14 so that it works with C2, C2, sorry, uh, two is not a word, number. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that, that, that takes a lot of time out of their day. So if we can streamline that process and make it so you can only do, go down the happy path, that, that works very well. Another thing that happens is we spend all this time doing things and making them perfect from the sales perspective, and you send the perfect quote to your customer. Everything is lined up exactly as you want it to be. The prices are everything you agreed to, and things may have changed on the customer side. We're buying 1,500 widgets. Now we're buying 1,200 with a discount. And as a salesperson, I have to go back and change everything. Uh, So instead of making a couple simple clicks where I can change some numbers and add a discount, get approval from my manager, it's another two weeks before I can get that quote back out. And as we know in sales, anytime risk the deal, we don't want to add extra time to that process. So implementing CPQ absolutely helps streamline that. Uh, We can automate business rules, automate the creation of output documents, and make it so that when any changes need to happen after the fact, when you get feedback from your customer or your prospect, uh, they can happen very, very quickly. Let's talk a little bit about how um, CPQ works to enhance existing Salesforce experiences and, and other sales clouds. Can you talk a little bit about that? 
Yeah, so CPQ doesn't live uh, in a world on its own. It amplifies the Salesforce sales cloud by adding on to the standard opportunity and account objects. Uh, it actually replaces your standard quote object with an enhanced version of it. But it also works very well with a few others, including the community cloud, uh, field service lightning, and Salesforce billing. So really cool feature of Salesforce CPQ is that it can be embedded in your community so that your partners can create quotes for your customers um, on your behalf that you can then work on internally. You can also put it publicly facing on a community so that potential um, customers could fill out quotes, essentially become leads for your team. Uh, And in that case, that would be an extremely qualified lead since you already know what the individual would like to purchase or the company would like to purchase, which is huge. Salesforce billing can extend Salesforce CPQ by seamlessly tying in your quotes and quote lines, which would be the products that a customer is buying and converting them to orders and order lines, which you can then create invoices on, send out bills and credit payments to. So uh, you can essentially have your entire lead to cash process in Salesforce using this. And then field service lightning can be utilized as well. So uh, it kind of goes two ways here. If we're selling a product which requires uh, field service, maybe you're selling uh, pest control to someone or a, a business, you can quote that inside a CPQ, get an agreement, convert it to an order, and automatically create appointments for your field service reps to go fulfill uh, that pest control. And then perhaps they get to your business or to your customer's business. They're completing the pest control service and they find out that there's some other pests that haven't been dealt with and they need to quote that as well. They can actually send that information back from Field Service Lightning to CPQ uh, and have a quote created for the work that needs to be done there. So it's pretty uh, seamless how it fits in as a full service solution with all these other clouds. That's great. So what would you say uh, are the measures for CPQ success? Yeah, so that's something we like to keep in mind anytime implementing CPQ, because you have to be very sensitive to the fact that a lot of customers are coming from what we like to call the wild, wild west of a sales process, and we're making it more efficient. Uh, So we want to make sure that everyone feels that we're on the same page of success. Uh, And I kind of use my keyword there, but it's my biggest measure is that we have an efficient sales process. So uh, it's very easy to fall into the trap of thinking that having no rules is the best way to go because it's it might feel faster um, in the beginning. So I can throw a bunch of data into an Excel spreadsheet and send it out to the world, but it always comes back and I have to make changes. And there's 17 versions of the document. I think we've all seen uh, a presentation called, you know, final presentation underscore V3, V4, final, Right. Uh, that's oh, yeah. very indicative of how many changes were needed to get to that final pro- uh, product. So with CPQ, our kind of one of our main goals for success is that it's a one and done process for the team. And if there's any kind of feedback from a customer, any back and forth, it should be very efficient. Uh, we shouldn't need you know 17 revisions because of mistakes we're making on our side putting the data into the system because uh, CPQ will help us do that right. And to help do that, uh, we're going to be implementing business rules and automating them. So if a company has a requirement that any discount above 25% must be approved, that means that we can put that into Salesforce and ensure that I cannot send my customer a quote without my manager approving it. 
whereas before in the old wild wild west i might send out a 30 percent quote the customer loves it and then i tell my manager hey i got a new deal and he says well i didn't approve that change it now i'm in a bit of a pickle right um cpq allows that to not happen and uh makes everything a little bit more streamlined saving uh saving face i guess yeah saving might be the invaluable way. time <laughs> Last question I have for you, Tyler, is what are some of the cool things you've seen or done with CPQ? <laughs> I've seen a lot of cool things with the the tool because uh, it's, it's built very well to scale to pretty much any type of business. I think earlier on, you said who could benefit from this. And my example had to do with hamburgers. Uh, I'll be honest, I don't think someone selling hamburgers probably has a great use for CPQ today. But pretty much any other scalable business, I think, can. Uh, One of my favorite examples uh, is a company I've worked with that actually sells plants. Uh, So they have a big greenhouse. They grow lots of different uh, plants that you might see in grocery stores and around the uh, country. And they wanted to build out a process in Salesforce CPQ so that they could sell these plants in mass um, ahead of time and actually define inside of Salesforce, which plants would go in which pots and what kind of fun things they would add to those. Um, so I thought that was very interesting because this was like one of the first times I thought about you know selling a living thing using Salesforce CPQ. Uh, it's very easy just to say we're going to sell this widget and that widget, uh, but saying you know we're going to sell a fiddle leaf fig or something like that, uh, I thought that was really exciting. And then kind of seeing how they're using CPQ to talk to a customer, say we can sell you this many of this plant uh, to be delivered next year. And then the output of that is that they actually start growing this plant in their greenhouse before it gets delivered. Uh, I thought that was really cool. That is and, cool. Yeah. Another cool thing we've done here at uh, Advictorium, we were lucky enough to advise on one of the first Japanese CPQ implementations. Um, so kind of the, one of the fun challenges with that is that the Japanese yen is an absolute currency. So there's no no pennies. Everything is 500 yen or 553 instead of $5.53, uh, right? CPQ wasn't initially set up for that. So we got to kind of work with that challenge and help uh, the customer get into that market, which is very exciting. Are there any other uh, cool things you wanted to add in there before we wrap up today? Yeah, um, I think there's, I mean, there's so many possibilities with CPQ. Uh, if if the internal you know salesperson to customer conversation is not what you're looking for, there's other great examples out there. One of my favorites, not a current Advic customer, but hopefully one day, is uh, Toughshed. Uh, toughshed.com if you want to look them up. They have a custom configurator built on top of CPQ that actually shows you a 3D model of a shed that you can build and adjust, and it updates the pricing in real time uh, and sends the prices back to their team. So at uh, just a fantastic example of what CPU can do and that the sky is the limit. It's uh, pretty cool stuff. That's great. Well, listen, I want to thank you, Tyler, for teaching us all about the ABCs of Salesforce's CPQ. And we're definitely going to have you back again soon. We'll go a little bit deeper, okay? Sounds great. And if you would like to learn more about how Salesforce's CPQ can help your business, just visit our website at advictoriumsolutions.com. I'm Mike Boyle from Advictorium Solutions. Thank you for joining us for our latest Salesforce Simplified podcast. And if you like what you heard today, we would be thrilled If you told your friends to subscribe where they regularly listen to their podcasts, 
like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud. And if you listen to Salesforce Simplified on Apple Podcasts, please consider giving us a five-star review as it helps us to get the word out about the podcast. So thanks again for listening. The next Advic Salesforce Simplified podcast is just around the corner. (laughs) 